0: Hey everyone! Thanks for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. This is your host JT, and today I am joined by Tonga. So thanks for joining us today, Tonga.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, uh, no problem at all. And um, I do have to say you are the very first UK female wrestler that's ever been on the show. So I'm really excited uh, for to get oh my that goodness, opportunity. Oh so
1: cool.
0: Yeah, like um. I'll be honest with you, like I didn't even know you were from the UK at first. And then when I started like doing the research and all, I was, you know, I heard your accent. I was like, oh my gosh, she's from the UK. This is gonna be fun because I, I cause I want to learn like if if there's like a really a difference between like, you know, wrestling in the UK and wrestling here in the States. So I feel like it'd be a good learning opportunity. And um I I really dig in your character as well when I was watching some of your matches. So I definitely have a lot of questions and I'm excited to learn more about you. Cool. So the first question I have for you, and this is probably the one you get asked the most, but so what got you in the becoming a professional wrestler?
1: Um, so I watched wrestling growing up. So I've got two older brothers and they were really quite obsessed with it at a certain point. Um, and so from watching it with them, I was just like, this is so cool. And then it was really when karma started um, in WWE. And I was like, oh, I think I could do this. Like, she looks really, like, strong and, like, empowering. Um, and my brothers were always like, you couldn't do it. Like, look at you. You're, like, this small little girl. And I was like, no, trust me, I'll start wrestling one day. Um, so when I went to university, um, I joined a local school. And from then, I've just kind of been hooked on it.
0: So I have to ask, like, here in the States, there's a lot of wrestling everywhere. Like, I... Before I really started like paying attention to the indies wrestling, I never knew how many different promotions they were. They're like everywhere. So is it like that in the UK or is it kind of, you know, less of them out there?
1: Um, Yeah, there's quite a lot. So when I first started, I only kind of knew about like the place that I trained at. Um, but once I got more into the scene... Um, I realize there's actually a lot of like wrestling promotions like around the country um, so I think it would be quite similar in that sense there's normally like a couple per like big city
0: yeah and that's that's like really insane because most like if you're just like a WWE fan you may not really know about too many other companies like when I got back into you know wrestling back in 2010 I, I thought there was just WWE and Same. then I found out there was TNA and then, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan. And then I started finding about all these indie events all over the place. I'm just like, holy smokes. Like, I did not know there was this much wrestling out there. Like, when you I, really- I,
1: I always explain it is. it's like, it, wrestling is really popular, but it's such like an underground thing that unless you know about it, unless you go and, like, look into it, you won't actually hear of anything. Um, so, like, my, like, non-wrestling friends will always send me- like, if they're walking around town or something, they see a poster, they're like, oh, did you know that, like, there's this wrestling show? And I'm like, yeah, like, it's everywhere. But you just need to know about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'll have friends, too, like, every time, like, WWE's in town, they'll always, like, message me and stuff like that. Um, I did have a friend a while ago, because we – the local um, promotion in my state is um, MCW, uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling. And I'll have friends every now and then mess me like, hey, did you know about this? Like, yeah, I did. It's just like, you just don't really know. And that's like the the weird thing about wrestling. It's a lot more popular than you think. It's just a lot of people really don't advertise being a fan nowadays. Like back when I was younger in the late 90s, like wrestling was the Coolest thing ever! Like you were, you were not cool unless you watched wrestling. Like Austin, DX, The Rock. Now it's just like you really don't hear people talk about it. I I do wear wrestling shirts all the time, so I will have like random people walk up to me all the time. Oh, you watch wrestling, and we'll talk about it for a little bit. But it's just like if I, you know, if I didn't wear my wrestling shirts, you know, you wouldn't know because, like I said, a lot of people just don't advertise advertise it anymore, especially like adults. I feel like people think it's more of a kid thing now.
1: Yeah, I know, like when I was in high school, um, I was like obsessed with wrestling, like I'd watched, I think there was a period of time where I'd watched every single episode of Raw for like 10 years or something, Um, and no one at school knew that I liked wrestling, and then when people started finding out, they were like, oh my goodness, like that's so cool, but I was just like, I was so nervous for about three or four years to even mention it. Because I was like, I don't want to be known as the weird wrestling girl. Um, so now people from like back in high school, they always message me and they'll be like, you wrestle, like that's so cool. Like I knew you liked it in high school, but I didn't think you liked it that much. So it is, it's a bit of an embarrassing thing to love, but oh well. <laughs>
0: yeah I mean I don't get embarrassed by it at all but that kind of reminds me my one friend she wrestles for MCW she told me that her one of her old teachers from high school had reached out to her on Facebook because she saw her on the poster for one of the events coming up and she kind of said the same thing that's really cool like I'm really proud of you because she had talked about it you know in high school and realistically people like oh that's never gonna happen but then seeing it actually happen you know just like wow that's really cool but um so I know like you being in the UK there's a huge time difference so what time does Raw come on your time?
1: Um, it comes on at 1 a.m. Wow. Um, yeah. So I always, so for the big pay per views, I'd always have to book off the next day from work. Um, and I'd always have a like a, a nap before, and then I'll have like coffee and like a Red Bull just to keep me going. Especially for like WrestleMania, it'll like finish at like five o'clock in the morning, and I'm just like, no but it's it's worth it
0: definitely yeah definitely um one of my my co-hosts um she lives in the uk i'm not exactly sure what part but she you know her and her sister stay up really late and I, i never really asked her but i know that you know they would stay up really late for raw and smackdown all the time and it's and like she does it for aew as well and i'm like wow like for like she could do it now because she's on lockdown and she doesn't have to worry about work but like i know when i first you know met her online she was um you know, had work, and, you know, wouldn't get a lot of sleep and all, and, like, that's, like, a lot of dedicated fans down there, like, I couldn't do it, like, I, I got to wake up at work at 4 a.m., and wrestling comes on at 8 p.m. here, so it, Raw ends at, like, around, like, at, like, 11 p.m., so I can't even do that. Luckily, I'm off on Saturdays, I can watch SmackDown, but, like, just, you all like staying up until like what two two o'clock in the morning or whatever and then lead like you for wrestlemania five and that's crazy but i remember i used to do that at my old job too where i would request off you know the day after like a pay-per-view and stuff like that i can't do that now really per se because we have um a set schedule so i unless i have like sick time and all that kind of stuff i'll, I'll usually use that for like the big pay-per-views like royal rumble wrestlemania like i'll take off like Usually, like, the whole week, because that's usually an exciting week for wrestling.
1: A whole week?
0: Yep, I will. That, wow. That, yep, April.
1: Monday, Monday, half day. I'm like, I'll come in in the afternoon, guys.
0: <laughs> Yeah, because for me, I like to make it an event because, you know, like the Raw after Mania is usually big. And then and now that SmackDown has been taken more serious since the brand extension, you know, that's usually an exciting show too. Um, NXT, you know, gotten really, you know, big and popular in recent years too. So it's kind of like, I look at it as like a whole week of wrestling.
1: Yeah. So it's,
0: it's, it's really fun. And there's so much wrestling out there too on TV. I mean, you, Impact, I enjoy Impact. I watch that a lot. Um, I've been watching AEW, you know, so there's just like, there's no shortage of
1: so so much good content out there right now it's it's really good
0: exactly and I kind of I feel like AEW just really sparked the wrestling universe because it's making WWE more competitive like I said Impact's been you know really good a lot of people don't even know about it but you know they're putting together really good shows as well I haven't I've never really gotten in the Ring of Honor New Japan just because I find it I don't know when it comes on to like i'll randomly see like ring of honor on like two o'clock in the afternoon on like a friday or something like that and it's just like it it doesn't have i don't think it has like a a actual scheduled time where it comes on like you know raw and all
1: yeah um i'm not really sure what channel ring of honor even comes on in the uk i think it's probably just like an on-demand sort of service um yeah i'm not too sure about that one
0: yeah, and I know, like, New Japan, I think you have to actually, like, pay a subscription to watch it streaming it online or something yeah. like that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, uh, and like I said, I'm happy with the wrestling that I have right now, so... um, And I, and I do want to ask, too, like, you you had mentioned, like, you had friends, you know, reach out to you that you went to high school with. What, what What's your family and all think about you being a wrestler?
1: Oh, they love it. They yeah. think it's so cool. Um, So when I first started training... My mum absolutely hated it. Um, she's just like, What are you doing? Like this is so violent. So even when I'd watch it like um when I was still at home, she'd be like, Turn it off, it's violent and I was just like, No, mum, like it's fake. <laughs> like, not sure if you know about that.
0: Don't use um, that word in wrestling.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so so she never really used to like it. Um and i remember i said to her once i was just like mom if i like main evented wrestlemania would you come and watch and she was like absolutely not no way i would never watch you like wrestle um but now she's really come around to it and she loves it she's like i just want to watch you fight like like all of her friends talk about it and yeah even the rest of my family is super super supportive and my dad always says to me like oh i always tell people that my dad daughters are restless so they can't mess with me and I'm just like dad don't set me up for fights because <laughs> I will run away um but yeah they're all really supportive
0: yeah that's really good I mean it's kind of you know I feel like it's hard not to like be supportive you know with your child when they're doing you know living their dream and all that but I I do you know understand like back in the day at least you know why I, a lot of you know parents thought it was really violent because you like I don't know what era you started watching wrestling in, but, you know, back in the Attitude Era, they were doing a lot of crazy and violent stuff, like, man, kind of being thrown off the cage, and then it, it looked really bad. And, I mean, wrestling is still very dangerous, you know. Um, you know, going back to, like, my one friend that I mentioned, you know, I saw her, like, the day after she, you know, went training, and this was the first time training in months because, you know, COVID, and, you know, she wasn't able to wrestle. She barely could walk like oh yeah
1: i was a shell of a human being the day after was oh yeah no one could talk to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it's like really no joke because when it it, when being at a live event is completely different than watching it on tv because when you're at that live event you hear the impact that y'all make when you slam on the you know the ground and it's loud like i had no idea it's just like wood right under that i thought it was some kind of padding or something like that nope
1: yeah, when I when I took my first bump, I was like, oh no, this <laughs> like, feels awful, um, and even when we're like putting the ring together at shows, I always like look around to all the guys and I'm like, do you realize how stupid we're being, like we're actually just throwing our body on wood, like it's wood, <laughs> like this isn't a normal thing to be doing, um, but there's obviously ways of like doing it safely, but it still, it just hurts so much especially when you land a bit wrong um yeah yeah
0: yeah like I've heard there's like you know certain ways to land and all that but I just can't imagine like you ever really getting used to that like
1: yeah I think you get used to it so you kind of build up like like a callus like on your back like you just you like become desensitized to it but definitely after to. Not training for a long time, like you really start to feel it. And I think, especially for me, the first few bumps I took after not training for a couple of months, I'd forgotten how to bump. So I was just landing really awkwardly and everything just hurt like way too much. And I was just like, guys, I don't think I could do this anymore. (laughs) Like, this is so painful. But you get used to it, it's a lot of muscle memory.
0: Yeah, I can like. I guess I can kind of maybe see like getting used to it because you when you brought up the callus part, I'm like, okay, that kind of you know makes sense, and all. So um, now I I, I do want to ask the next question. So when I was watching some of your matches on YouTube, you wanted you were holding a black briefcase. So tell me about that. Because is it kind of like the money in the bank briefcase or something, or is it like a just like a prop to your character?
1: Yeah. So it was um goodness this must have been like two years ago I think, um it was the kitty in the bank briefcase but I actually hadn't won it, my tag team partner had won it but I was just parading it around like I'd won it um for some weird reason um but yeah so it was for a a championship match um yeah, that was that was so long ago I completely forgot about the briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I, my life.
0: I saw that, I was like, that's really cool. So can you cash it in kind of like money in the bank at just any moment or is it kind of like you an advanced match notice kind of thing?
1: Yes, I believe I believe the storyline was um, I was away from one of the shows. I was actually on holiday. Um and so I'd cashed in the briefcase for the um main championship for my tag partner to go and fight while i was away so when i came back that i could be the champion which i was like that's so on brand that's so me when they told me the idea i was like yeah cool go there i'm gonna go relax in mexico while he has a match um <laughs> so that was that but i believe i think he lost <laughs> which oh, wow. was
0: so i want to ask to um during your entrance, you come out with i don't know if it's something that you used to do and don't do anymore, but you had like this fur jacket so tell me a little bit about like what inspired that gear
1: um so i it was really random actually, so it was when I'd first started training and I was just shopping one day and I saw this fur coat and I was like I love this coat like I need a reason to buy this coat and everyone was like you know where are you ever gonna wear a fur coat to and I was like um I'm gonna wear it to the ring like I'm gonna wear it in like everyday life and I remember sending a picture of it to all my friends being like should I buy this and they're all like no and I was like I'm buying it anyway um And then when I came to actually doing shows, I was like, guys, I've got this idea of wearing a fur coat to the ring. And they're like, brilliant, take it, run with it. Um, So that's the story of the fur coat. It was just me actually just wanting to own a fur (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah I thought it was pretty cool it gave me like this upscale like heel villain kind of vibe yeah. I really liked it I was like that really looks really good because I mean at least me personally I've never really seen too many wrestlers wear like fur especially like offer. like I've seen people have like a jacket with the fur hoodie kind of thing on like Lady Frost but like an actual like all fur jacket like it reminded me of um, almost that um 101 Dalmatians kind of like you know the villain Cruella DeVille like
1: oh Cruella DeVille yeah yeah Yeah, I actually found, I found one that was that um, Dalmatian print, and I'm currently, like, really obsessed with Dalmatian print, and I was like, guys, I'm gonna buy this coat. And I was like, you can't own 2 fur coats, like, it's ridiculous. Um, So I'm very tempted to buy that and then get some, like, Cruella-inspired gear. I think that will be probably my next set.
0: That would be really cool, especially, like, at a, maybe, like, a Halloween event or something like that, or random, I mean, like... But yeah, that would be really cool to do. Have you ever, uh, have you ever wrestled in the United States or just uh, in the UK?
1: Uh, just the UK um, so far. So I've wrestled, first i I've been in Scotland, which is technically a different country. So I like to claim that I'm an international wrestler, but it's up, it's up the M1. <laughs> like I can't even claim it. Um, but no, like I'd love, I'd love to come wrestle um, over there. I just really want to travel and be able to like, because I just love traveling in general. To be able to like explore new cultures um, at the same time as wrestle is just going to be like a win-win, hopefully soon. Yeah,
0: because that seems like the really cool thing about wrestling, whether you're in the indies or like WWE or whatever, like just all the traveling, you get to do like um, one of my favorite wrestlers. I've seen her like take pictures in Egypt and she's here, she's there. And I'm thinking like, that's like really cool. Like you just travel yeah. and just venture through the whole world and you get paid to do it too. So I think that's like a really cool, you know, and a really good perk about being a professional wrestler. And, you know, you get to meet a lot of new people as well. So that's always fun. I, I want to do a lot of traveling, but I don't. I usually stay in like the little kind of like surrounding areas from where we live, but I, I definitely want to venture off. I, I don't know. Like I do, I would love to go to the UK, but it's just, like the idea of traveling to a different country kind of is like scary in a way i know it's all- oh,
1: no you need to do it like there's so, there's so much cool stuff to do here like obviously london um but like liverpool like manchester's really cool like there's so much history and i think it's just it's really good to just be in different places so i think i put did I last go i went to la last um which at the time i was like this is really scary like i'm going to this completely different place and it was just me my friend And so it was like my first trip without like my parents that was really far away and I was terrified the entire time. But once you're there, it's just like, this is fantastic. Everyone was so nice to eat and like loads of different foods. So I definitely recommend traveling.
0: Oh yeah, the food part's really good. Just trying the different culture foods and stuff like that. I love food. So that would be like uh, top of my list. So this is probably going to sound like a dumb question, but where in the UK was the whole like Jack the Ripper thing?
1: Um, so it's London. London. Um, I think it was central, yeah, central London. Um, yeah, I love Jack the Ripper, which is probably a really controversial thing to say, but, like, I have a slight obsession with serial killers. <laughs> so, yeah, you can do, like, a walking tour of, like, the the routes that he used to take, and, like, you can, like, stop off where all the murders were, which is really grim, but it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, that was, I was about to ask that. I was like, is there any kind of like museum or something like that, you know, in the area that he did that? But, so have you been, have you actually done that?
1: No, I haven't, but um, my sister works, well, lives in um. so she used to live near the main like part that he did like most of the killings and so like whenever we'd walk around she'd be like oh yeah this is like the famous jack the ripper place i was like oh like really (laughs) like this is fantastic let me take a picture um but i've not actually done the official tour
0: yeah that's something if I were ever in area I would do that because I, I wouldn't go as far as to say, like I'm obsessed with serial killers or anything like that but I've always found like, <laughs> the, the Jack the Ripper story like really interesting like I've watched the documentaries I just want to know who the damn guy was and I, I think it was yeah. like, a year or two ago they said they think they know who it was based off of like DNA but they can't be a hundred percent sure just because of how old the DNA was and stuff like that but it's just it's it's, it's just one of those mysteries that you know is been around for so long and it's just like the fact that he was able to get away with it
1: very it, many yeah, yeah. But i think that's what makes it more interesting the fact that we don't actually know who it is so like i think if if they ever did announce it it'd be like oh it was joe from down the street like not that interesting but it makes him like this whole larger than life persona
0: yeah i think the um when they did the dna thing like a year ago i think they said it was like the barber or something like that I forgot uh, his name.
1: Well, I'm not too sure, but I'll definitely be researching that. <laughs> yeah,
0: if if I find, I could probably find it. I'll just DM you the link to the thing. But yeah. Whoever the barber was. Um. But yeah, it's always a really interesting story. I love like you know the unsolved mysteries and stuff like that. Um, urban legends stuff like that. That's always been you know something I've been interested in since I was a little kid. Uh yeah. No, I've.
1: I want to say I'm obsessed with serial killers and murders and stuff like that, but, like, because um, I studied psychology in A-level, um, and so, like, that whole psychology side of it really interests me, and I just, I would like to know how they got away with it. Like, I'm just, like, how did you manage to kill, like, hundreds of people and no one knew, or, like, you'd get caught, but you'd escape, and no one would know. Um, so it's all just really fascinating to me.
0: Yeah, especially because, like, at first, I can understand, like, Jack, you know, the ripper getting away because no one knew about him. But then, once when he became a big thing, it's like everyone's looking for you. You tell Yeah, him-
1: everyone's on guard.
0: He had to have been someone who just no one would have thought it was, you know. And because and, if it was this, like, they make him out to be this really creepy, like, suspicious looking guy. But if that was the case, you think you would have eyed him out pretty easily. So.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I just want to know not necessarily who he was but how he did it like how he was so slick about everything that's that's the big thing and we'll never know that so yeah uh so last question I have for you now you kind of answered it with the whole us talking about like the serial killer thing but I guess maybe you can give me another answer so tell me a little bit about yourself that's non-wrestling related that you would want like fans to know about you
1: um that I would or I wouldn't that you would um do you know what I just think I'm quite weird (laughs) as a human being so people always say to me like oh we think you're like really cool like you give off really chic vibes I'm like no I'm actually quite weird um so yeah the serial killer thing's really weird um what else do I do that's quite strange um I can play the ukulele which was a weird hobby that I picked up randomly in high school as part of a ukulele orchestra. Like I'm not cool <laughs> whatsoever. Like I really love like Cory jokes um, and just all around trash TV. Um, so I think that's one thing people need to know this whole like ultimate diva
0: persona is just all a fraud. <laughs> like, I'm just a bit of a dork. Trust me. Like I can understand that, um, you know, my friend. You know, when I when I it started out with me just being a, a fan of her, and I you know I I saw her her character and who she was in the ring, and then when me me and her actually started like working together outside, you know, I started realizing she is nothing like her character. She's like a huge anime nerd, video games, all that kind of stuff, and it's like wow, like you know. and and that shows like you know what you see on tv or in the ring that's just the character that they were trained maybe it relates to them maybe it doesn't you know but it's just I I find it fun just like learning about y'all which is why I like to ask that question because you know a lot of fans you know we want to know those kind of things too we want to see how we can relate and stuff like that because it's really cool especially like when um. I first became, like, a really big Ember Moon fan. When I found out she was, like, big in the Game of Thrones and the video games, I got, like, super excited. I'm like, wow, like, I like these same things, you know? So that just makes it just more fun being a fan, I guess, you know, just knowing that, hey, we do yeah. Things,
1: you know. I definitely think there's, like, different levels to wrestlers. So for the most part, like, but especially for me, like, my persona is, like, a sly element of me. Like, I do have, like by divorous tendencies, which aren't even on purpose. I just don't really have a filter for the most part. But yeah, there's definitely like a different, a different side to most people. And like, especially when I started hanging around with more wrestlers and got to know them personally, I'm like, okay, we're all just very strange people. And we're all very much not like the characters that we try to portray, like we're all quite normal, but also very weird, (laughs) like on the inside. so I think that's definitely a thing fans should know, and especially when they when they feel intimidated to talk to like wrestlers, it's like we're we're regular people. We just get dressed up in very small clothing and roll around in a ring.
0: Exactly, and honestly, like I think everyone's weird in their own way. They just don't always show it around, you know, yeah. everyone. But um, when you when you mentioned that too, because I have a funny like story to tell you. It's, it's not long. Um, one of the wrestlers that I had on my show. Like, it was like a year ago. I don't know if you're familiar with WOW Women of Wrestling at all.
1: Um, I think I've seen some of that clips on on YouTube.
0: Well, um, the one girl, her name is um, Samantha Smart. She manages Robin Reed, who's the disciplinarian. Um, Prior to recording, just like, you know, anytime I record with a wrestler, you know, we do a little chat at the beginning before the recording. She was a really cool, chill person the second I clicked that record button because she didn't tell me she was going to character. She portrayed her character, which was like a heel like I, I like to say she she reminded me of like a female version of Damien Sando, where she was like talking really sophisticated, saying stuff I could not understand. And then oh, the, I, wish done that. Uh, I was I was so overwhelmed because that, uh, that that was when I first started interviewing wrestlers. So I was still new. I was still very nervous going into the recordings and then I was hit with that. And I was just like, wow, how do I respond to these answers and stuff like that? So after we were done recording, I was like, okay, we're done recording. She's like, okay, and just went back to her normal self. And I just thought that was just so funny. And then I, I got to tell her that story too, when we did an Instagram live a few months later, but it was just, it just goes to show just how like, you're your character you do your thing but then when you're not in the you know in that role you're just a normal person just like you know, yeah
1: you I, you. I i've had people say similar things to me like that when whenever we like have to record a promo um backstage at a show and i'd be just like oh happy go lucky like oh i me come do this yeah, yeah yeah and then as soon as the camera's on i just like switch on like this completely different person and people are just like whoa no and, and they're like yeah i was like fine, cool, i'm just gonna go <laughs> carry on with my day so it's it's it is, it's a talent to switch on, and it's a talent to keep on for an entire interview, I don't know how she managed to do that, so definitely would have slipped up, Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's really funny.
0: Yeah, that's just, like, the funny part, too, is when, you know, you see someone in inside the ring, they're a heel, but then they're really, like, the nicest person, and that's always been fun, you know, because um, the first wrestler I interviewed, she's a heel on TV, and when I and when I was interviewing, like about the interview, I didn't know she was going to be like that during the recording or anything like that. But she was like the nicest and sweetest person. And I thought that was like just really so cool just seeing the complete opposite. And that's been like kind of the case for a lot of wrestlers because I do tend to favor heels. So that's <laughs> usually that that that's usually the wrestlers who are on top of my list because, you know, that's just, you know, how I am. I, I love the bad guys. So
1: I, yeah, I'm the same. I've always preferred heels over babyfaces. faces.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's just something about just being bad and going against the rules and stuff like that. It just – I just don't – I just, you know, I prefer a heel who – you know how there's the heels that, like, Brock Lesnar, I'll just run through you. I'm not afraid of you. But then there's the heels that are always running away from the fight. I'm like, stop it. Like, those are the heels I usually – I. I wish that, you know, some, you know, promotions, you know, WWE's famous for it. Like, I wish they didn't do that. But I I love the heels that just are badasses. They're usually my favorite. Or very...
1: Brock's one of my favorites. I honestly, I love Brock Lesnar so much. Even though it's like a bit of a controversial thing because people are like, oh, he doesn't really try. But I'm like, but Brock puts on some good matches. And like, it's so believable. And he, he actually just looks like he would destroy you and then be like, yeah, on to the next one. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I love him so much.
0: Because, like, the thing about him is he actually went in the UFC and kicked ass, you know, so you really can't say anything about him. <laughs> yeah, like You can't
1: he, argue with him.
0: I, I, I do agree. Like, he is very controversial. I actually like him, too. Um, He can really put on good matches when he's motivated. Like, his match against AJ Styles.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: Even his Goldberg matches, other than that WrestleMania one 15 years ago. But, um... Oh, like, he, he brings, like, a really, like, a, a real fight, intense feel. Yeah, like it's,
1: a it's a different atmosphere Um, when when you're watching his matches. So, like, some of my favorite matches are, like, well, I'd always go back and watch if I'm, like, feeling down. It's, like, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, WrestleMania 31, um, and also Lesnar versus Cena, SummerSlam, like, 2013 or something like that. Um,
0: 2014, when he... Uh,
1: was it fourteen? Oh, right I seen Cena just got absolutely destroyed, and I was living for every second of it. I was like, "This is fantastic!" <laughs> I was like, "Fight forever." Um, so, some of, those are some of my favourite matches because it's just because I I'm not really that big into too much like running. Like I'm quite a lazy wrestler <laughs> when I really think about it, because um, I have terrible cardio skills. So, like sometimes they're, like really indie high flying stuff, like it's just like it's just a bit overwhelming to watch um but like lesnar's like the pace that he actually works out and was just like hits you with something lets that sink in for a second like if i could get to that that level of wrestling like i'd be i'd be made
0: yeah because like the one good thing about wrestlers with his kind of style is he won't typically they don't get injured as much because the high flying wrestlers they, they tend to get injured more yeah they, they take more bumps you know and their career typically doesn't last as long, like, you're probably not gonna see Rey Mysterio wrestle until he's 55 years old, but you see The Undertaker, you know, he was still doing it in his mid-50s, and may not technically be done, you know, but, you know, those wrestlers, it it is better for your body doing it like that, I mean, it's always really cool seeing the high flying, you know, wrestlers, like, I love seeing Ricochet doing his little flippy thing that he does, and, I think I'm just jealous, because I can't do it, to be honest, (laughs) (laughs) I always want to know, like, how do you train to do that? Because it's like, it it seems very dangerous to try. So it's kind of like, how do you do that? And he does it so perfectly, too. Yeah,
1: so effortlessly. I think it's a lot of just trusting your body. Um, Because there's certain things that it took me so long to even feel confident in doing like a simple leapfrog like I hate leaving my feet like anybody that knows me knows that like anything to do with not having w- at least one foot on the ground I'm like no let's move Taylor out um but if you don't trust your instincts and don't trust knowing that if something goes wrong you can like catch yourself or save yourself then you won't actually be able to do it um so when I get to that level I'll um, I'll let you know
0: because <laughs> yeah, I um I asked one of the wrestlers, I did like a Q and a for, for like the blog. And I asked her cause she did this. She does the shoot and star press and she does it so well. I had asked her like, how do you learn that? She, I forgot how she explained it to me, but I think it's kind of like, it, it's uh, obviously being very flexible I know she had mentioned it as part of it but it's also kind of like a mental thing and just timing everything perfectly too which I could not do when you're like I just when you're in the in the midair and you're doing a flip I just don't understand how you could like process things so quickly because yeah. is everything for that kind of stuff so it's just and I think she said she trained a lot on the trampoline and she did a lot of backflips and stuff like that so it's just I think it's just you know just naturally just being athletic and just you know just being very good with timing and I think that's yeah. like the things and confidence confidence is big you know
1: yeah because I because when I first started I wanted to be this like high-flying wrestler like jumping off a top rope I was like I'm gonna do flips like it's gonna be incredible um but one thing people don't realize when you actually stood on the top rope it's very high up um especially with those like um raised rings because it's not just from the top rope to the ring it's also from the top rope to the floor which is very very high um so being able to just trust yourself while you're up there i know my legs are just like shaking i'm just like nope someone get me down someone come and collect me i can't do this anymore uh but yeah the fact you can do a student star prayer oh god i wish
0: <laughs> I uh, know that is one of the most dangerous moves. I remember like, you know, going back to Brock Lesnar. He tried doing that at WrestleMania against Kurt Angle and it didn't end too well. The, the crazy thing yeah. is he's done it a good amount of times before and did it perfectly. It's just WrestleMania, you know, that's the one he had to like mess up and that was the last one he ever did that. That I was never the-
1: yeah. again. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was that oh my God. I just I could never have the confidence to do that because it you could be Perfect at doing it all the time, and it just takes that one time where you do your timing's off or something, and then boom, you land on your neck and never wrestle again. You know.
1: Yeah, that's I always say. Like I'm just terrified of breaking my neck. Like anything else. Like I've had injuries in the past, and I've been like, yeah, sure, like my body will heal, but like my neck, I'm like, no that and I am I always say like if I lose a tooth I'm I'm leaving <laughs> like straight away like I don't want a fake teeth I was like if anything comes to my teeth my face or my neck like I'm done like you will never see me
0: Mm-hmm. because yeah, like I know your neck like you really can't like properly fix that and a lot yeah. of people who hurt their neck they just never are the same um like Austin he never was the same after that neck injury that kind of derailed his career you know after so many years um Almost kind of ended Edge's career. He, you know, surprisingly came back last year. So it's just, it's just a scary injury. You never know how you're gonna recover. You know, same thing like with a football player. Like when you tear your ACL and MCL, like you may come back, you may not. It just depends on how your body heals. And
1: yeah, because I tore my PCL last year, was it? Yeah, the start of last year. And like even now, there's certain times where I'm like, ooh like have you not fully healed yet um and it's a lot of getting the confidence back in your body because like once your body like gives up on you it's like do I trust it to like keep me going um so it's it's quite a bit of a mental block and the rehab is just
0: awful (laughs) yeah I know a lot of that's mental like coming back just like having the confidence to actually do what you used to do on it before and stuff like that because i i seen that happen to a lot of football players too they get hurt and they come back they're just not the same you could tell they're scared you know the way they play they don't yeah. want to hurt it again and and i i can totally understand like i would be scared too like because i could just imagine how painful it is to tear. you know your pcl mcl whatever like i, I just know I it
1: surprisingly wasn't even painful um really? it just doesn't feel like your leg's fully attached so it's more just like a weird a weird sensation of being like something doesn't feel right here like I don't feel completely stable um but yeah it was was a weird one
0: yeah because I know Ember Moon said something like that too when she tore her MCL or ACL whatever it was she didn't even know she tore it until like a day or so later when she she stood up and just like fell you know hey something's not right here you know
1: yeah because I was the same so I did it in a rumble um match and I like I knew something was wrong with it immediately um but then I think because I didn't actually find out what was wrong with it and so I had an MRI like a couple months later so I'd gotten so used to like working with it so I was still wrestling which was terrible okay. um but I'd gotten so used to it that when the doctor actually sat me down and was like you tore your PCL I was like but it feels fine and they're like no like it shouldn't feel fine your body's just trying to repair itself but like you've obviously just gotten used to the pain um so yeah it's it's a very it's a strange it's a strange injury to have it's not like a broken bone where you can properly feel it
0: Yeah, because if you break your leg, you know, (laughs) you're gonna know, you know, there's a noticeable difference right there. I just, I don't want to know how it feels to tear, you know, anything, you know.
1: I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It's, it's not, it's not fun.
0: And that's like, I always worry about myself, like, when I'm doing certain things at work, because I have really tight muscles. I, 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 maybe i need to stretch more maybe i need to drink more water i don't know but my muscles are so tight and i always keep thinking like if i sometimes when i lift something heavy cuz i have a really tight lower back i'll feel that tightness like really ramp up and i'm like
1: yeah i'm i'm the same yeah i went to physio a couple weeks ago um and he was just like everything in your body is a knot <laughs> and i was just like what and he was like do you stretch every day and i was like no and he was like do you stretch before training and after training i'm like no And he's like, most people don't realize that you actually have to do like stretches every single day. Um, So yoga, highly recommend yoga. It's really, it's really helped me.
0: See, that's something I've been looking into for years. I'm just thinking like, I don't know if my body could ever bend that way. Just like I I can't even touch my toes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you definitely need yoga. Um, I know quite a lot of the guys um, of the wrestlers do DDP yoga. And they say that that's really, really useful um, and it helps out a lot.
0: Yeah, I've looked into that. I've been, you know, interested in that for years. And then when I first heard about it, I just, I was so tight on money. And then now that I have the money, I just don't even think about it. But that's something I do want to look into. I, I'm like hard-headed sometimes when it comes to spending money. Like, no, I'll just do these stretches at home and I'll just drink some water and I'll be fine. And and then I'll, I'll do it like one day. And then the next day I just won't. And then you know, that's just how I am. If I, if, if I don't stay consistent with something, if I take a day off, then it's all down. From there. I have to keep-
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm the exact same. Like, I'm preaching all this yoga talk. Like, every Monday, I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna wake up early in the morning, we do some yoga, and then I'll do it, like, once, and then not do it for two weeks. <laughs> but if you get into a routine of it, you, you should be, you should be all right.
0: That's me. It's just sometimes it's also hard finding the time that's that could be the biggest challenge because like when you do have the time you just want to relax and it's just exactly, like yeah. you give up sometimes it's just like I can't do it I'm just
1: <laughs> no I'm the exact same I'll get about halfway through a video and be like no this hurts I'm leaving.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll find an excuse not to do like oh well, I'll just do it tomorrow you know my I, I got a little headache right now you know stuff like that that's that's the story of my life no I'm the I'm
1: the exact I'm the exact same
0: well we kind of like when I mentioned earlier about relating to wrestlers hey that's something that I found out about people. we relate really on. We <laughs> we have to stay cons- consistent with something or we just have a hard time keeping up.
1: That's no struggle. definitely there, there's many of things I'm like yeah I'm gonna start doing that like I saw read that like green tea is really good for you you're supposed to like drink it every day and I was like yeah I'm gonna drink green tea every single morning and then like I've stopped doing it. <laughs> I was just like, why did I buy all this green tea? Um, so, yeah, I give up on things very quickly, which I'm surprised I've kept with the wrestling thing.
0: I mean, that shows how much of a passion you yeah, have for wrestling, and I I feel like it's just you put too much into it to really want to give up with it, too, because, you know, like you mentioned, it's, it's a lot you put your body through, and just, I, I couldn't, Put myself through all that and do all that and just give up, you know. Like, kind of like with like my podcast. I've been doing this for a year and a half now, and it's just like I can't imagine like just stop and doing it. And like that's the thing too. Like I put out an episode every Friday, and I make it a thing where I don't want to take a break because I thought about that too. Because I do get burnt out. Like maybe I'll have a month where I'll only do two episodes, but I'm thinking like I don't want to get into that routine. I want to keep it up because I I love doing this. I put so much time and effort. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I want to keep moving forward i don 't want to slow things down, you know
1: no i 'm the exact same because like I remember the first after my first session, I was going to quit um, because I was in so much pain, like like places my body hurt that i 'd even know existed, <clears throat> and so I was like, yeah i 'll like do one more session and then it got to the point where i 'd been so often and i 'd learned so much and i 'd gotten to know <clears throat> sorry, so many people that I was like I don't want to give up and there are definitely times where I get really burnt out and I'm like like why am I doing this like I hardly see my family like I have no spare time all my money kind of just goes into something associated with wrestling and then I'm like but why would I give up on everything that I worked for like there's there's no reason like I'd rather get to the point where I can't do it anymore and then that be the thing that stops me rather than me being lazy or me feeling demotivated and stopping
0: you know that's uh, that's funny and you mentioned the whole like putting like money into something constantly for wrestling so i've watched this show every now and then called extreme cheapskates this guy he's a wrestler
1: I love that. oh my goodness i think i might have watched that
0: episode the one where he has his mom like wax the hair off of his body yeah
1: and he like takes yeah. up his boots and he goes to like an impact impact show when they're like your gear looks really cheap like what's going on and, and yeah. your boots are falling apart he
0: takes yeah, yeah, that? you don't have to spend any money on wrestling <laughs> the nasty thing that i, I saw him do is when he put like the um banana peel and the egg shells in the blender and that was his protein shake i was like
1: I you get. Know, I you can eat, buy some cheap protein shake. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: no. I the eggshell part was really weird. Like, I know some people drink like the, the egg yolks, but the. Shell-
1: know, I don't eat eggs whatsoever. Um, random fact: <laughs> um, I've not eaten an egg since I was like five years old or something like that. So, like, whenever I see people eat raw eggs, I'm just like.
0: No, no. I tried it once just because I just wanted to know, like, what it tastes like. And it's just, it, the taste isn't really the issue. It's just the sliminess going down your throat. I just don't uh-huh. like it. And that was just the part I couldn't do. Like, I ain't doing this again. I I, cause I do, like, eggs, but I like it cooked. You know? <laughs> it has to be cooked. That, that's all I'll say. Wow. Well, so, Tonga, this, uh, this was really fun. I mean, we... You know, we talked about everything I had on my topic list, and then more. Like, I did not expect us to talk about Jack the Ripper, or extreme <laughs> skates, and stuff like that. But I thought this, this was really fun.
1: No, I had an absolute blast.
0: Yeah, me too. And you know, like I mentioned, I learned a lot about you, and um. Like I said, when I was doing my research and seeing some of your matches, I was like, she looks really cool because I mentioned, like, I really liked that jacket, you know, the fur coat and the entrance, and I thought that was really cool. I was like, I I wonder what other interesting facts I could learn about you. So, that, so yeah, I learned a lot. I thought this was really fun. We definitely related a lot. Like, we have a lot of common interests, so that's really cool. Always finding stuff out, you know, you know wrestlers that you're a fan of or whatever, you have the same, you know, common interests and stuff like that. So, that was that's really cool learning all that about you. Especially the Jack the Ripper part. I thought that was like uh, the coolest part.
1: <laughs> yeah, do not get me started on serial killers. I could honestly talk for days.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, I've, I've watched some like documentaries on Netflix, but I've never really gotten too deep into many of them. The Jack the Ripper was the one that's always stood out to me. Um, I, I can't say outside of him that there's too many. There was some guy in the early 1900s that I saw something on Netflix. I forgot his name. I'd have to look that up. But he, like, he had, like, a house and he had, like, a whole bunch of secret rooms in the house. I think it was, like, JJ something. Oh
1: was right. so excited. He talked about his What was that? The, um, H.H. H. Holmes yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah he's one of my favorites i think he's like the original serial killer or like the first person they were like yeah this is actually a thing
0: yeah yeah i, I remember seeing that i thought that was pretty interesting as well i kind of want to watch that again if it's still on netflix
1: yeah that was really cool because i think he um the way he managed to get away with it for so long is because he'd hire architects or like builders and then he'd fire them so like no one actually knew what the entire place actually looked like and I was like that's really smart, smart yeah. Yeah. I mean terrible yes. that he killed people well, let me put like the like the thinking behind it was
0: like really smart yeah, he really he really put a lot of effort into you know doing what he was doing it's like I want to kill people let me find a really smart way you know to actually get away with this kind of stuff that's that that's scary. That you know, like someone's so like dangerous. You actually think like that, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Wow, but um, <laughs> so um, Tonga, did you want to share any of your social media or anything you got coming up uh, for the listeners to know about?
1: Um, yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, at it's Tonga, and I also have a merch store, which is tonga.bigcartel.com. Com um and i ship internationally um so yeah those are my two things
0: yeah because i know a lot of the listeners or most of the listeners from the state so i that's good that they can get your stuff from there um i had no idea you had a tiktok i've been pretty obsessed with that app you know within the last month it's very- yeah, i'm
1: trying to go viral but i'm also really scared to post things because so, people know how weird i am um so i'm obsessed with tiktok that's all i do
0: yeah, every night before I go to bed, I'm usually on it for, like, an hour or two just scrolling through. I I keep my profile private, so I only want my friends to see, you know, I don't post anything weird, but I just, I, I just, I'm not ready to go public with TikTok yet. I'm just, I'm more so just, like, watching the videos and all and, and if I see, like, a trendy video or something like that, I'll do it. I don't do none of the dances. I'll just say that I do not dance or anything, <laughs> but I mainly do, like, the funny, like, um, when someone's like recording their girlfriend or something cooking it like somebody come get her she's effing up here <laughs> stuff like that I think is really cool
1: yeah because I think at the start because I really got into it at the start of like lockdown um mm-hmm. I think the two ones that I've actually really like trends that I've really done is me and some of the UK girls did the uh, don't rush challenge which I saw off of TikTok Um, and everyone like loved that. And then I also did the, I think it's called like the wipe it down challenge, uh, which was another one that I saw on TikTok. And I was like, it's actually really fun. Um, As bad as people think it is, everyone's always like TikTok's really immature, but it's like, no, it's really funny actually. Like there's some really good and very clever content. Um, And I always find it quite ironic when people like, will then share the TikTok videos on Instagram or Twitter when they've seen them. But I was like, I saw this like three days ago, guys, (laughs) like get with the trend.
0: Yeah, like the one trend that I cannot do is that thing where the line comes through and it like freezes everything. You know, I I cannot do that. Decision. I
1: can't I can't do that. Um and there's also one that I've seen recently that it's the like out of body one, um, where it'll like pause the screen and it'll look like you're a ghost. I just I cannot get it. <laughs> like I can't work that that feature. So once I get it, I'll actually upload a video.
0: Yeah, some people, they're just very creative and just very good at that kind of stuff. I, I don't put too much time into making videos, which is probably why I'm not good at it. But I, I do the, the simple stuff, you know, right now. I'm not ready. I'm not at that level to do some of the stuff that the other people do.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of skill. And I'm guessing it's a lot of practice to actually get it all like on point.
0: Yeah, I think part of it, too, is just being good at, like, video editing, too. Like, some of the stuff that people do, like, they'll be at this angle, then that angle, and stuff like that. I can't do all that, so maybe one day. Maybe.
1: Oh, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, but, um, yeah, definitely, y'all, make sure you follow Tonga on Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. I'm actually going to do that because I did not know you had a TikTok. And then make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, sub us on YouTube. Um, Thank you all for tuning in for this episode. And uh, thank you again, Tonga, for joining us today on No Phase Wrestling. Uh, No problem at all. It was really exciting having my first UK wrestler on the show. So uh, hopefully you're not the last one, though. But uh, I thought this was really fun. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, thank you all again for tuning in.